0: Are you ready for some high adventure? Coming up next on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended.
1: Once again, Decoder Ring Theater presents another page from the casebook of that master of mystery, that sultan of sleuthing, Martin Bracknell's immortal detective Black Jack Justice starring Christopher Mott as Jack and Andrea Lyons as Trixie Dixon Girl Detective
2: The name's Dixon Trixie Dixon Girl Detective They say that there are no small parts only small actors Like most show business axioms it's insulting almost any way you look at it But like most good cliches there was an element of truth to it and you could find it even in these ribald little tales of adventure. Most of the rogues' gallery of characters you find doodled in the margins of these stories are there for a reason. They conspire, for good or ill, to even less crime-busting than old Square Jaw during the height of nap season. But there are exceptions, and when they say that such a thing proves the rule, brother, they ain't just whistling Dixie. There are the times that our small actors don't say much because they don't do much, and the times when they say a lot and do even less. This here's the story of one of those times. We open upon a blasted heath in the heart of the city. A cold and foreboding sort of day at the best of times for a lonely agent of law and order trying to remain inconspicuous in an unmarked car. Cold and foreboding indeed, and about to become much more so. Sergeant Nelson? Hey, Sergeant Nelson, it's me, Fred Harford.
3: Hey, roll down your window. Oh, hi, Mr. Hawthorne. Long time no see, Sergeant. Yeah, uh, listen, I can't really talk right now. What do you mean? Well, I shouldn't really talk about it. You're meeting a girl or something? No, no, nothing like that. It's just... uh... Just what? Spit it out, man. Well, I I shouldn't really talk about it, but I'm on duty. On duty. Gee. When I saw you sitting here in civvies, I just figured... Yeah, no, I I understand. I thought you was on your own time. Sure, I can see that. So this is what, uh, like a stakeout? Ah, uh, sure, something like that. Gee, so I guess you can't sit there talking to me through an open window, can you? (laughs) No, No, I guess not. Uh, thanks for understanding, Mr. Hawthorne. No trouble, Sergeant, no trouble at all. It's a lot warmer inside your car anyway, isn't it? Gee, Mr. Hawthorne, I don't this think This is a pretty nice car, Nelson. Is it yours? No, actually, it belongs to the department. Very plush. Very nice. Um... Mr. Hawthorne... Never been in the front of one of these before. You probably shouldn't be... You're moving up in the world, Sergeant. What's that? Well, no, not exactly. not Not officially... But Lieutenant Sabian, he thought that was a good opportunity to get some plain clothes work in, so he lent me out to the robbery division for this case. He's a solid guy like that. He's very supportive. He said I should take all the time in the world, as long as it took. Not a lot of senior officers are that generous, you know. No, indeed. Especially when you're his right-hand man. Oh, I don't know about that. No, no, Nelson. Don't sell yourself short. So, what are we doing? What? Oh, I don't think I just really... Oh, come on. As long as I'm sitting here, I may as well help you look. Four eyes are better than two, don't you know? Well... I help Jackie with this kind of thing all the time. Come on! You, uh, you watching that warehouse up the street? What? The warehouse? No. Good. Huh? Hmm? Sorry. No, so, <clears throat> so, uh, what you got your eyes peeled on? That uh, office building over there? Yeah, that's right. We've had reports of a criminal gang in the area, and they think that they might try and hit this office building. This one? Yeah. Knock the warehouse up the street? No. Good. What? So, why should anybody knock over this office building exactly? Well, uh, I... You can't talk about it? Well, no, actually. Because it's a secret or because you don't know? Well, I don't exactly... You don't know? I don't know. How are you supposed to solve crimes when you don't know what the crime is supposed to be? It doesn't really work that way, Mr. Hawthorne. The lead detectives, they investigate, and I only know what they think I need to know. If you say so, Sergeant. But I bet all the guys on the other side know exactly what they're trying to steal. And from whom. Well, that's a, an interesting point. So what do you do? I watch for suspicious activity. How are you supposed to know what constitutes suspicious activity I don't know! I just... I'll know it when I see it. What about suspicious characters? Do they count? Yes, of course. Like, for example, a fresh-faced young sort of fellow wearing a blue trench coat and dark sunglasses, even on a gray day like this? Well, that sounds suspicious enough, but I guess it would depend on what he was doing. He's hanging out in the alleyway watching the car. What car? This car. What? Where? Easy. Not so hasty-like. Casual. Look. Casual. Casual. Right. You're right, Mr. Hawthorne. I think he is watching the car. Why would he be watching me? Never can tell with these sorts, Sergeant. To tell you the truth, before I got in the car, I was afraid he was watching me. But now I see I was mistaken. Mr. Hawthorne... I don't mean to offend you, but... Yes, Nelson? You have a lot of experience with this sort of thing. From the other side, I... I mean, I've seen your sheet, and it's not quite as long as my arm, but only because I'm a 42 tall. Lots of charges, Sergeant. Not a lot of convictions. And prefer to keep it that way. I'm not trying to trick a confession out of you. I'm just asking for the benefit of your experience... If our friend in the blue trench coat were a lookout for a criminal gang, why would he be watching me? Isn't that just careless? Could be, Nelson. Could be. Or he might be trying to guess what you know. Or he could just be trying to distract you from the real show. The real show? Sure. That'd be real slick. Like maybe he sees you watching the wrong target and wants to keep you focused there instead of looking where his crew is actually working. Like in the warehouse up the street. No, I do not think he would be interested in the warehouse up the street. Oh, but there are plenty of other targets around Nelson. We'd never guess the right spot, but maybe we don't have to. Why's that? Because he knows. Oh, oh. See? I better call this in. No, no. You call this in, and by the time the big shots that think you don't need to know get off their brains and get down here, it could all be over. So what should I do? Grab him and beat it out of him. Beat it out of him? I I can't just beat a suspect in the middle of the street. Oh. I'll bring him back to the car. That sounds good. I'll stay here so as to make it look like we are none the wiser. You make like you're going for coffee, then double back and grab him from behind. Got it. Uh, Mr. Hawthorne? Yeah? I'm sure glad you stopped by. Me too. Should I really go for coffee or, or just pretend? Can you carry coffees and him at the same time? No, I don't think so. Oh. I'll go when I get back. That could work.
1: Unit 41, Unit 41, anything to report?
3: Over. Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. Unit 41,
1: you copy? Over.
3: Oh, that's me. <laughs> <clears throat> this is Unit 41, I copy that. Over.
1: Well? Oh, nothing
3: to report. Everything is quiet at the target, and very, very quiet at the warehouse down the street. Over.
1: Copy that, 41. Keep your eyes open. Over and out.
3: Well, that was fun. Let me go. I'm telling you, you've got the wrong man.
1: Just quit
3: squirming. If there's been a mistake, we can sort it out right enough. What's your name? West. Theodore West. Look, I'm innocent. If he's so innocent, how does he know there's something to be innocent of? Yeah, if you're so innocent, how come you... What? Wait, what? The handcuffs tipped me off a little. Wait. What? You! Me! No, him! Who, me? What are you doing here? Mr. Hawthorne, do you know this man? i never seen this guy before in my life, Sergeant. I swear on a stack. Where do you know Freddy from? That's... That's Fred Hawthorne. Sure. He just heard you say that, Sergeant. That's the oldest trick in the book. That's right. That's the oldest trick in the book. Let me see some ID. (sighs) My... My hands are cuffed behind my back. Don't get wise. Yeah, don't get wise. Hey, this is fun. If we have to take him downtown, can I use the siren? I don't see why not. Here we go. Hmm. His name's Theodore West, all right. It says here he's a private investigator. Investigator? All right, Mr. West. What are you investigating? Well, you seem to have everything under control here. Wait, you can't let him leave. He's right, Mr. Hawthorne. I might need you as a witness in the case against him. Against me? But... I'm sorry, Mr. Hawthorne. Now out with it. What are you investigating? I... I can't say. Oh, so it's like that, is it? Yeah, so it's like that, is it? We know that you've been working as a lookout for the gang. What gang? That gang, he says. Yeah, what gang, he says? We may be running out of time, Nelson. I think you should beat it out of him. What? Maybe you're right, Mr. Hawthorne. Let's see how tough you are, West. Wait! Wait! What? It's hard enough getting a good swing in here without both of you shouting at me at once! Sergeant, there's somebody else out there coming this way. Where? Hard to see. The windows are steaming up real bad. I see him now. He looks big. Maybe he'll go away. He's knocking on the window. What do we do? You could roll the window down. Don't get smart. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of plan B, but I got nothing. Me neither. Roll the window down. Can we... Can we
1: help you? Yeah. Are we still going bowling? You are listening to Blackjack Justice from com. The name's Justice.
4: Jack, Justice. I know that I complain about a private detective's lot in life from time to time, and who can blame me, really? But the truth of the matter is, it does give a guy the means, motive, and opportunity to observe a great deal about the human condition. Most of what you observe is mundane. Some is interesting. Some is vile and must be stopped at all costs. And every so often... You run into something so singularly inexplicable that the only even mildly appropriate reaction is to walk away and repress the entire event. This is the price of eternal vigilance. To say nothing of being Freddy the Fingers, pal.
3: Jackie, what are you doing here? You told me to
4: meet you here. You said you'd be done by 7. It's only 6.30, I grant you, but I didn't expect to find you sitting inside an unmarked police car with the windshield steamed up. Hello, Nelson. Oh, hello, Mr. Justice. Nice night.
3: Yes, it is. A little cold.
4: Yes. Jack, for Pete's sake, help me. I was just getting to you. Nelson? Yes, Mr. Justice? I could not help but notice that the handcuffed suspect you appear to be about to beat into submission is, in fact, Button Down Theo.
3: Button Down Theo? Is that his street name? Okay.
4: You know what? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is his street name.
3: Jack, don't kid around. Would you say he's armed and dangerous? Was he armed? He was carrying this 35. I have a permit for that. A 35, Theo.
4: I'm impressed. Did the 22 keep getting lost in your purse? Jack, be serious. If you took this pistol off him, Nelson, he isn't armed anymore. And if you got it that easily, he isn't exactly dangerous. But by all means, write him up as such if it helps you to make the paperwork sizzle and pop.
3: Wait, where are you going? Don't leave. I thought we
4: was going bowling. Gentlemen, I would love to stay and find out what in the name of God you think you're doing, but I really must dash home and wash my eyeballs so I can forget I ever saw any of this.
3: I want to hire you. What? They think I'm a lookout for a gang. They think
4: you're a lookout for a gang. That's what they said.
3: From Glen to Glen... And down the mountainside. He's got no other reason to be down here, Mr. Justice. I need you to get my client down here to vouch for me. Okay. Who's your client? I can't tell you. I can tell your partner. Oh,
4: this is a novel line. You really want to involve the girl detective, upon whom you presumably still have designs, in a case that involves you being captured by Mutt and Jeff here? No offense, fellas.
3: None taken. I don't think I have a lot of choice. Okay.
4: We get thirty-nine ninety-five a day, plus expenses. It'll only take a few minutes. This is not the no-tell motel. We don't charge by the hour. Besides, you don't have a lot of choice. Fine. Nelson, would you hand me button-down Theo's wallet, please? Hey! Here you go. Excellent. Forty-five, forty-six. <laughs> Looks like there's $48 in here. I'll get your receipt later. You said 39 Plus expenses. What expenses? I'll think of something. Nelson, would you mind very much if I took my client over to that drugstore so he can call my partner at home and try and convince her to pick up his client and deliver same so that they may vouch for him?
3: Well, how do I know you'll bring him back?
4: Besides the fact that he's handcuffed and you have his ID? Here, you can hold on to his hat. Mm, All right. But it's raining out. You shut up now. Come on.
3: Hey, could you bring Sergeant Nelson and me back a couple of coffees? Sure.
4: I get $39.95 a day plus expenses.
3: Fine. Be that way, I
4: think I will. Let's get this over with. See you boys later.
3: Well, yeah, what was that all about? Time will tell, Mr. Hawthorne. Even if this lead doesn't pan out, we still have a job to do, and we must remain vigilant, right? Vigilant. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Hawthorne. I think I must have closed my eyes for a moment. Did anything happen? Yes, I uh, I likewise closed my eyes just for a moment. Uh, apart from that, I could not exactly say. Oh, dear. Do you hear that? Yeah. Sounds like your transmission is shot. The car's not even on. Well, then, that's... Nope, I got nothing. There it is again! Oh! What? The prisoner appears to be kicking the door. What is he doing? I think he wants back in. What are you doing? Trying to wake one of you up. We weren't sleeping. He was undercover, that's all. Undercover? As two guys sleeping in a car for 40 minutes? That was never 40 minutes. I can't tell. My wristwatch is handcuffed behind my back. Where's Jackie? He brought me back after I called Trixie, took one look at the pair of you, and wished me luck. Why didn't you make a break for it? Because I'm innocent. You have all my ID and my hat. It's raining cats and dogs, and did I mention that I'm still handcuffed? Let me in. This has got to be the greatest stakeout of all time. Listen, Mr. Button-down Theo... Theo will be fine, or Mr. West... Don't get snippy. You're still a suspect. Of what? We'll know it when we see it. That's right. I told you. I'm a private detective. I work for Braithwaite's. Ooh, that's all genuflect. Doesn't anybody in this town like Braithwaite's? Mm, They got a nice men's department. I got some shirts there one time. I am very, very sure that you didn't. (sighs) Miss Dixon will be here any moment with my client, who will vouch for me. Sergeant Nelson, at which point you can take these cuffs off and go back to your nap. Now see here, it's against regulations to sleep on the job, which means I couldn't possibly have been doing anything of the kind. Ah, that seems logical. Hey, that looks like Miss Trixie's car now. Wait! Sergeant Nelson, I can only identify my client to you. Oh, that's fine. Freddy won't look, will you, Freddy? No, Sergeant Nelson. No, he has to get out of the car. Now! Now see here. Mr. Hawthorne has been aiding police with this investigation, and I'm not about to send him out into the rain at this hour of the night, whatever hour that happens to be. That's right. But don't I have any rights here? You're the one that hired another detective to voluntarily produce your own client. It's a little bit late to start imposing conditions. Do you want me to let them in or not?
2: Nelson, if you do not unlock this door, I will shoot you through the window.
3: I guess you'd better.
2: Dear God, it's every bit as bad as I thought. Let's get in the back.
3: Hello, brother. Hello, Miss Trixie.
2: Oh, hello, Freddy. I brought you something.
3: Freddy? Alice? (laughs) Alice, baby! What are you doing here? Sergeant (laughs) Nelson, may I present my client, Alice Hawthorne. Alice, this is your idea of keeping a low profile, (laughs) not... Only do I get dragged all over town in the
1: middle of the night, but my husband is sitting in the
2: car with you! Ah. All right, that's enough. Alice, I got nothing against you personally, but if you don't stop swinging that purse while I'm sitting in between you, I will shoot you on general principles.
3: Alice, baby, I don't understand. (laughs) What would you want to spend money on a detective for? You know I can find out anything you need to know.
2: I needed to know about you!
3: What? Well, this is a little awkward. Thanks, Trixie.
2: Uh Uh-huh. Where's the money?
3: I... I gave it to Jack.
2: You what? Alice!
3: Sweetheart! I don't understand! You
2: gave perfectly good money to Jack? Well, you've been out every night for weeks. All hours. What was I supposed to think? Well,
3: I... He didn't exactly ask. He mostly took it. Alice, I'm working. I'm trying to earn a living for us here. Uh, Mr. Hawthorne, I I hope I didn't give you the impression that you were getting paid for this.
2: See? See? He took your money? Did you file a complaint with Sergeant Nelson?
3: Sergeant Nelson handed him my wallet. Uh, Look, no! No! I just happened to run into my old pal, Sergeant Nelson, and we've been shooting the breeze, that's all. But these past few weeks have been some, uh, opportunities. Uh, this may not be the time or the place. Uh, I thought after tonight I could take you down to Florida for a while. <laughs> tonight? W- why? What What happened tonight?
1: Oh, Freddy... We haven't had a holiday in I don't know how long.
3: I know it, baby. I could never run around on you. I love you too much, plus which I am fairly confident that you would murder me. <laughs> that
2: was my plan, actually.
3: Baby, you're the greatest. Look, uh, let me let me make it up to you.
2: How do you plan to make it up to me without any money in your pocket? Hmm? Wait, don't answer that. I just figured it out
3: Unit 41,
1: Unit 41, come in, 41
3: Oh my gosh, uh, everybody quiet I'm not supposed to, uh, uh, any of this
1: This is car 41, over Looks like we got it wrong tonight, Sergeant The gang cleaned out a warehouse down the block from your position You didn't see anything, did you? Over
3: Warehouse? Um, uh, no, no, it's been quiet as a... Um, it's been quiet, over
1: Roger that. Get down there. We'll meet you there. Over and out. Well,
3: guess that just about wraps everything up. Now hold on a minute, Sergeant. Could you take these cuffs off before you go?
2: Can somebody give me a ride back home?
3: Now listen here. Quiet,
2: all of you. I'm gonna need the car for a minute here. What? You heard me. Everybody, get out. But,
3: but it's still raining out here. <laughs> I can.
2: Can somebody get
1: my wait a moment. <laughs> like Trixie.
2: that's more like it. And there you have it. Small parts, small actors, small cops, small robbers, small vices and smaller virtues. Sergeant Nelson would elect not to draw attention to his own idiocy and let the lookout for the robbery gang take his lady down to the Sunshine State. Sadly, neither would be eaten by alligators. In time, Nelson would return to his rightful precinct, Sabian's ulcer would rapidly return, Theo still entertained thoughts of making it up to me, to which end I would swipe Nelson's handcuffs and cuff Theo to the fence outside his rooming house. Jack would find an unusually creative way to pad his expense report to the tune of $22, for which he would send Theo a further bill. The original fee would go into the coffee can, so I graciously allow old Squarejaw keep breathing. For a couple of weeks anyway, kids. For a couple of weeks at least.
1: Blackjack Justice, Episode 38, Cops and Robbers, was written and directed by Greg Taylor and starred Christopher Martin and Andrea Lyons, with additional voices supplied by Peter Nickel, Hans Messerschmidt, Kevin Robinson, and Clarissa de Nederlanden. This recording and the story, characters, and situations depicted within are the property of their author and creator and protected by copyright. Until next time, remember DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure.
0: Hi we're your good friends at the Internal Revenue Service with some exciting news. You just may get audited this year. <laughs> but I know what you're thinking. Gee, I want to make sure I get every nickel possible squeezed out of me during this audit. But who'll take care of my kids? Why, the IRS daycare. Yes, during your grueling ordeal, your kids will be in this spacious room where they can play without care. Hello, little boy. What's your name? Tommy. My, you brought a lot of toys with you.
3: Yeah, this jet plane's my favorite. Too
0: bad, because it's ours now. Hey, what? hey! And we'll Take this ball, what? this car, what? and this Nintendo DS. Those oh, are
3: my toys. Daddy gave them to me. Oh, in
0: that case, we should estimate how many toys he'll give you next year and take this and this and this and this. You
3: didn't leave me any
0: day. Have fun, Tommy. Sure, we've got a problem in the corner. That big kid is knocking the little kids down and taking everything they have. I'll take care of this. You. You there. Yes, you the bully. Yeah. You have quite the future working for the IRS. <laughs> the IRS daycare. It's about time your kids learned about real life.